Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And Kia. So we're going to sort of go back into DJ Sam's wheelhouse. We're going <laughs> to talk about first dances. Yes. Very important. Do you love them? I love uh, uh, weddings. What's a wedding without a first dance? I've had couples who have not wanted to do a first dance. Never. Never. And it's a really hard thing because you do want to sort of honor the fact that that's just not who they are. A lot of times it's more nerves than anything else. Yeah. Um, but I do think like a first dance gets things going. It lets people know that we're on to like the next stage. Absolutely, because I, I tend to break up my weddings uh, with ceremony, um, the introductions, the uh, toast, the speeches. Uh, first dance typically comes after the introductions. That's why I try and encourage my clients to do do that part, um, because then it sets the tone for the rest of the evening. The bride and groom have had their first dance, therefore the party starts. Yes, and it sort of flows more naturally. Um, I'm one of those people who, depending on what venue I'm in, do you like it when the bridal party or wedding party stands up there or not? Again, depends on the uh, facility, but I do like it for the photographer to to have that as a backdrop. Oh, see, it's so funny because I hate it because (laughs) a whole bunch of times what ends up happening is that couples will come back to me and they'll have this great, beautiful first dance and it'll be like one of their bridesmaids looking at each other or not looking. So I always try to tell people like, keep your flowers in the right place and try to remember that you're smiling the whole time because nothing's worse than if your best friend is, you know, about to sneeze or something. Yeah, I do give instructions to the bride and groom ahead of time uh, by having them stand, the men, military style, hands behind their back or in front, uh, doesn't really matter, and the ladies with the flowers at their midriff and to watch the bride and groom dance. But once you've given those instructions, what the bridal party do is entirely up to them so i do agree with you that that maybe the the bridal party shouldn't be the backdrop um uh, uh, for some couples and some facilities i think it really does sometimes depend on the venue too i've seen people try to force it and there's just not the right amount of room because either you have a really big huge bridal party um, or even if you have just like one or two then it looks like a couple that you are not inviting onto the dance floor (laughs) (laughs) do you like i actually like it if you're going to do it that your bridal party does join in no, again, just the bride and the groom by themselves. And uh, if the bride and the groom request it, yes, we have them uh, join in. Um, but that kind of leads me to how do we get to the first dance in the in the first place? I usually uh, suggest to my bride and grooms, pick a song that means something to you from your first date or when you first met or something in your relationship that means something meaningful, not just pick a song from the last year, yes. which is what most people do now. They, they Oh, we're engaged. Let's listen to a song now that uh, we can have as our first dance. It should really go back into your relationship and try and find a song that's meaningful. Oh, I agree. I absolutely agree. Because, I mean, an Ed Sheeran song is great. Absolutely. But if Ed Sheeran wasn't, you know, even <laughs> producing that song when you guys met and have got engaged or anything else, it just happens to come out maybe a month or two before right. your wedding, it's what, not the right pick. What meaning it has. Yes. The same thing with the, the John Legend song, All of Me. When that came out first, I had loads of brides calling me up and saying, right, we've changed our first dance song. That's what we want to do because it has meaning. Fine, that's absolutely right. But just to pick it because it's the number one song, uh, understand that you are not the only couple getting married and that 
20 other brides that we're going to do weddings for that season have picked exactly the same <laughs> song. There's nothing unique about it. I love my brides that pick a song that I've never heard of or is an album cut or is a Spanish song or a song that uh, that is very, very unique that I've never played for. Why? Because your guests are going to remember it, and that's what it should be all about. Oh, I agree. I think sometimes also people get stuck into that sort of hype that first dance it either needs to be choreographed but if you're not a person you've got two left feet Don't doesn't do it. matter how much you choreograph it it ends up actually being more stressful absolutely i've watched couples spend so much time you know while they're lined up as you're getting everybody else lined up and they're trying to listen trying to practice and yep. then they get nervous and it's just not them though if it is you then that's a different thing yep yep i was talking to fred astaire uh studios just a few days ago and they were saying they have so many couples who sign up for a lesson they come for their second lesson, but then they don't do anything until about maybe a month before the wedding. And they're like, um, oh, my God, could we have like a refresher course? And they're like, you're allowed to come and join group classes and do these things. So if you're going to invest that money, yep. like actually go to more than like one or two lessons. And practice. And I tell my clients to practice in front of the mirror. Practice with the right shoes that you're going to wear on wedding day, too. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. you need to know that. Yep. Um I've had some couples who change their, or some brides who will change their dress before the first dance. Interesting. Sometimes they'll do it for after. They'll yep. do all of the traditional things, but some people do like that grand entrance. Yep. It just really depends. How about a dance right after the first dance? Yep. Bridal party dance, the wedding party. Uh, have them out there and have their own special dance. I've also gone into parents' dances, um, uh, bride with her dad, groom and mother, and even the cake cutting. We've done those. So I'm open to any suggestion, but um, typically first dance and then into the toast and into the meal. Yeah, I find that that sort of breaks up the wedding in a more comfortable manner. Yeah. If you're having all of those things, your guests are sort of seat, like seated and don't think they can go up to the bar and, you know. Y'all know they want to go to the bar. And then you you have the situation where uh, people like to have the first dance after the meal. And then nobody feels like getting up and, and dancing because they think that uh, the bride and groom should have the first dance. That's what tradition says. It is what tradition says. But if you want to have a party, you can certainly dance during dinner and then have an official first dance. Nothing's stopping you doing that. It's just you have to encourage the guest and you have to be the, the leader. So the bride and groom would have to come out and start dancing Maybe not the first dance, but having a party. Um, those are rare situations. If a bride and groom want to have a party, I usually tell them, do your first dance as soon as you're introduced in, and then we'll get the party going. Yeah, I've had a couple who they um, had a band come in from New York City. We were at the Bad uh, Madison Beach Club, and I have never, I mean, that band was probably 12 or 15 people, and they played nonstop, nonstop. and that dance floor was packed constantly. That's my sort of wedding. I love those sort of weddings. It's It was fun. I mean, it definitely caught a few people off guard. But like you said, mm -hmm. once they saw that the bride and groom were doing it and everybody else was doing it, they really didn't matter at that point. Yeah, they are the catalyst for literally everything. And especially the first dance, if you want to have a party, that's the thing to do. Have it as soon as you're introduced in. Um, but also to get up and dance and party and have fun afterwards when the meal is done, uh, you're the catalyst. Bride and groom, get on up and dance. Yeah, I also find that sometimes people go and go from one table to another table and they say hellos and they do all those things. If everybody's up on the dance floor, it does sort of save you from having to do that. And it's a big, huge time sucker. Absolutely. Say hi to them on the dance floor, I say. I love that idea. <laughs> so what is your last minute tip? My last minute tip is make sure that you select your first dance 
well in advance. Don't wait until the last minute. Um, select it months in advance. Practice that dance in front of the mirror, as I was saying before, is the, is the big thing. Because you're going to be looking at yourself in the mirror, and that's exactly what your guests are going to be doing. They're going to be staring at you for four and a half minutes, three minutes, or whatever. Get used to being up there by yourself and dancing with other people watching. And if you don't want to be up there by yourself, you can always, of course, invite your bridal party up or you can invite all the guests up. I've seen that happen too. But I do feel like if you fall in love with a song and maybe it's a little too long for you to go up there, you're the perfect person to talk to about maybe shortening it a little bit so it's not the full four minutes. We've done that. Um, um, We've edited songs out so there's no uh, center section. It's just the beginning and the end. Um, We've also uh, do the nod and the wink where the bride and the groom will look over at us and give us a nod and a wink and we'll fade it whenever they feel like. Uh, there's loads of different ways. We've also done uh, the custom edit where the bride and the groom have wanted a funny uh, song or choreographed dance that they put together that their first dance starts for the first two minutes. And then the rest of the song is uh, Michael Jackson's Beat It or Thriller or something. And And it it does, um, I think it's called Dancing Through the Years or Eras or something like that. Uh, So if a bride and groom wants to do something like that, we certainly can do that as well. But again, plan it out months in advance. This is not something that you should be picking the week before your wedding reception. And you should not be practicing just the week before your <laughs> yes. wedding reception. You've got so much other stuff going on. It just really isn't the right time for it. And like I said before, make sure you wear those shoes that you're going to be wearing when you're dancing. Because that's just, I, I find that that's super important. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. We will be back next time. Just make sure that you look for us on social media under Be Engaged and Inspired. And remember, if you have any questions or topics you would like us to cover, just send us an email at engagedct.com and we'll get to it. Thank you so much. Be Engaged and Inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths, as seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com Do you like goats? Do you like farms? Want to get married at a goat farm? Bradley Mountain Farm, located in Southington, Connecticut, is the perfect location for your wedding. Choose from a lakeside or field ceremony. From intimate gatherings of 25 up to 300 tented, Bradley Mountain Farm is the perfect venue. Find us online at engagedct.com. Now, back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired. This is DJ Sam. And Kia. And today's show is brought to you by the uh, healthcare uh, conglomerate Rip Snort Healthcare out of Pie Town, New Mexico. They are our new sponsors. Okay, Sam, clearly you had too much coffee this morning. <laughs> we also have Heidi Hansen from Always and Forever Weddings with us. Hi, Heidi. Hello, DJ Sam and Kia. We're going to have a great discussion today. About something sweet. About something that I love. You love dessert? I love dessert. But what type of dessert? Uh, I'm a cookie man and an ice cream man. Now, I will tell you that when I go to an ice cream parlor, I will have pistachio ice cream with strawberry topping. When is the last time you actually even saw an ice cream parlor? Well, friendlies. Okay, well, that doesn't exactly (laughs) count. Most weddings don't tend to have cookies. Well, some do have cookies. Ice cream is, I think, the one that we have the least of when it comes to dessert. 
correct. It's it's messy. It's a little difficult to deal with. However, I I recommend it. We we did one with gelato. We can have an ice cream truck. Oh. That does work. Ice cream trucks are fun. Oh, we've, I've had a custard truck. Could you actually ask Friendlies to come and do? I know that Ben and Jerry's does it. Ah, there you go. Um, I, I know that Rita's Custards, they came once to the Inn at Mount Pleasant. Um, and I know that you can just hire your local, like, typical ice cream truck to come out and do it. That's that. significantly better than a do-it-yourself ice cream bar. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so messy. There's no way. Yeah, it just doesn't work. I'm not even going to go into it. Okay, so what is your favorite wedding dessert, Heidi? Um, anything chocolate. Anything chocolate? <laughs> anything chocolate. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm really not a big, huge cake person. So I'm always the person who like, would prefer like a tiny little, I don't know, creme brulee or slice of pie. A cookie's fine. A cannoli's fine. I like something I can grab really quickly. Grab and go. And go back yeah. to doing what I was needing to do. It's hard with wedding cakes, too, because a lot of times they're served when everybody's on the dance floor. So... So do you like it when they're sort of served and placed out for everybody? Or do you want them like set up like on a buffet so people can grab them when they're ready? I like them better on a buffet because then you can just grab that with your coffee Agreed. and then go and sit down. Agreed. Yeah, um, also you don't feel like you miss something. Correct. Because at some point in time, catering is just going to clean off the table. Absolutely. I'm also a big fan of fake cakes. So you have your display cake that everybody can look at and then you do your sheet cake in the back. Yep. Yep, but you still have one layer that's a real cake. Yes. yes. So you can cut into it and share it. We did that uh, at our wedding a hundred and something years ago. <laughs> uh, beautiful cake. I forget who the designer was with stairs and Sue and I on the top. And it really looked nice, but it was a sheet cake. Nice. So okay, his wedding cake had stairs. Yeah. It must have been so the same place where the ice cream parlor is. We're talking about this yeah, about a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Did it have a fountain <laughs> in it as well? No, it, it had dinosaurs that were <laughs> roaming the back. <laughs> okay, so how do you feel about uh, cupcakes? I like cupcakes. Great idea. Yeah. There's so many different flavors now, and there's actually a cupcake truck, too. Oh, that's true. Oh. You can also get cupcakes to have, like, the gluten-free ones or the vegan ones, which does make life a little bit easier if you have those people, if you're friends with them and Absolutely. invite them to your wedding. You're going to always have allergy people at your weddings nowadays. Absolutely. There's just no way around it. Um, what about candy buffets? I like candy buffets. Absolutely. You can do them um, and, and your match your colors or your theme. Lots of different vessels. And a lot of time your caterer will set that up for you so you don't have to do it yourself. Yep. I also feel like um, candy buffets get a lot of DIY. And most people don't realize how much candy they really need. And candy is freaking heavy. And expensive. Yeah. You can order in bulk on Amazon, absolutely. But it's it, I don't do it. The way that makes <laughs> so it look pretty is when the whole jar is full. Yeah. And that is probably somewhere between 50 and $75 per jar. Absolutely. And, and the jars themselves are expensive. Unless you unless you get them from another bride. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, that is, I mean, that is the one way to do it. Um, so when it comes to pricing, what's the most expensive cake you've seen priced out per slice? Oh, probably about $16 slice. Yeah. I mean, most people don't realize... That is usually done by slice. That was a Sylvia Weinstock cake. Okay, well that might be. <laughs> that seems cheap. <laughs> it was it was a gorgeous cake. Um, I find that sometimes you should ask that question before you're actually meeting with the baker, because um, you don't want to be surprised, because you know you don't want to show up and be like, oh, I was expecting to pay five or seven dollars per slice, and all of a sudden it's ten or fifteen, because that adds up really. It quickly. makes a difference, yes. Though I do think you don't need as much cake as you have guests. Absolutely. I wouldn't go and get a seven-tiered cake. Just 
Two or three is fine. Yeah. Not everyone's going to eat cake. Like I said, they're going to be on the dance floor or they're outside at the fire pit. Um, It's a missed opportunity, and it's a great way to save a little bit of money. So, so I'm sorry, but why have a cake then? I think it's tradition that people think it should be cake. For some people, they wait until the cake. Cake has been served, and it's for them, it's like, we may now depart as a guest. Correct. Especially if you're, I don't want to be rude, but a little old lady, you're waiting for your cake and your coffee, then you're out of there. Yeah. Seen that Grandma needs times. her coffee and her cake. Yep. And then she's gone. <laughs> but yes, no, it's one of those things where it is a tradition. It's everybody's sort of thought process on what a wedding needs. And now, like I said, we have pie. I think once basically dessert has happened, most people think we can depart. I think they're pretty. I think there should be some sort of interaction. I don't necessarily think that it always has to be a gigantic cake. Absolutely not. I like cupcake towers. They're a little bit of a pain in the butt to set up. They are. Um, eclairs are really good, too. Yes, those aren't as messy to set up. <laughs> donut walls. Yep. Donut I've walls seen. are big. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Everybody loves donuts. Yep. Those wa- those are the things that when you're ordering, you want to order a little bit extra. Those will go. They go. Always. Everybody likes their donuts. Donuts have been, I mean, we got those little mini ones from, from Tasties. Tasties in West Hartford. They make ones with like cereal on them and they make things with caramel and any flavor you want oreo i mean it's they could probably do your pistachio with <gasps> strawberries yummy oh they probably could and you can order they come in these like pizza boxes so they're yeah, really cute they're so easy to, to and they're the bring. perfect bite size they are no they're perfect what about storing cakes okay so i did the whole traditional wrap your your top layer and saran wrap and and eat it a year later it don't do it it's god awful just order just, an anniversary just cake. Just get an anniversary cake. It's yeah. disgusting. It's disgusting. I mean, <laughs> we did it because it was tradition, and yep. that's what you do, but it tastes like shit. Yep. But as a baker, when you're, I guess, well, actually not as a baker because I'm not one of those. When you're a bride and you're talking to the bakery, one of the things they're going to ask you is, like, what time I can drop the cake off? If it's a hot day, mm-hmm. if your venue does not have a refrigerator, and most of them don't that have, like, an outdoor setting, there's no place for you to store that cake. And buttercream will melt. And fondant will sweat. And I, I can't tell the amount of times, because being as the DJ, we're in there when they're setting up the cake. And we see cakes that are slowly uh, tipping over or pieces go missing because some kid came up and wiped the, the, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the cream off of the, the, the topping. Or um, the cake topper that starts to slide. Exactly. Little things like that. Uh, so, I, And I got to give credit to a lot of these venues that have a chef there that comes in and fixes uh, it before the bride and the groom gets there because most of the guests don't even see some of the stuff that happens um, at the back of the cake Absolutely. or behind yes. the cake that's hidden from them. We just, oh, we'll just turn it around. We've done and a lot of turning. Of oh, cake. absolutely. A lot of turning, a lot of like, oh, we need to cut the cake before dinner because it's uh, going to fall. I, and I've <laughs> done that in that situation after the first dance. Yeah. It does. It, and in that type of sense, it does allow the cake is out of the way and the couple can go do other things and not have to come back. I personally, if everything can go really well, timing wise, I like the cake to be done after parent dances are done. Everybody's yeah. been dancing for a little bit. All the food has been cleared and then sort of go to like a cake cutting. What's your favorite cake cutting song, Sam? Oh, it has to be This Will Be, Natalie Cole. What is your least favorite? Uh, the Farmer in the Dell. What? That's the bride cuts the cake. Okay. The okay. bride cuts the cake. I don't like that cake. one either. No, I don't like no, when they play no. the sugar, sugar, or 
Oh, sugar, sugar is great. We did pour some sugar on me. Oh, yes. <laughs> great, too. It was a fun one. No, I hate all of them, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the things where, uh, what's just like your last minute tip for anybody who's thinking about going to find their cake or their dessert? Cake tasting is a lot of fun, so bring an extra fork. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, Sam, what is your dessert cake tip? This is kind of jumping on what you said. My tip is to cut the cake right after the meal. I know it goes against a little bit of what you're saying, but I want the meal to finish, the cake cutting to be done, and then right after the cake cutting, the bride dances with her dad, the groom dances with his mom, and then we party for the rest of the night. And this is why wedding planners and DJs don't always get along. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in this time at Be Engaged and Inspired. Make sure if you have any questions or topics you want us to cover, uh, send us an email at engagect.com. Look for us on our social media at Be Engaged and Inspired, and we look forward to hearing from you. And again, thanking our lawyers, Screwy, Good, and Hart, for sponsoring this part of the show. Oh, Sam. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.